Over the weekend, reports came in from numerous people who attended Mass with the FSSP or Institute of Christ the King that some that will shed some light on these rumors about more anti-traditional liturgy decrees coming down from Rome. I was told personally from a few different people, independently of each other, that their priests had reported that the superior generals of the Fraternal Society of St. Peter and the Institute of Christ the King, sovereign priest, and by extension, the other Ecclesia Dei communities, were being summoned to Rome in September to meet with Francis or his representatives, like likely Archbishop Roche of the Congregation for Divine Worship, and that they were to expect more bad news, and that it was worse than any of us realized. I've hinted that news had been coming in that Francis the Great and Merciful would be moving against the for traditional fraternity's seminaries next, meaning that he would be closing the seminaries for the FSSP and similar groups soon, and that even a liturgical reform of the traditional Latin Mass may be coming, one that would add the elements of the Novus Ordo to it and would then formally eliminate the traditional liturgy by forcing it upon the authorized groups. While the details still remain fuzzy at this time on this, enough personal reports were sent to me over the weekend that make me think that there's a lot of validity to this rumor, and that it's probably going to be worse than we think. Remember this, Paca Papa Francis is 84 years old and needs to move quickly if he's going to eliminate the traditional Latin Mass before he goes before our Lord for his eternal reward. And despite the fact that he has things set up to all but ensure that the next conclave chooses a pope of his liking, he'd rather not take chances of having the landmark work of his alleged pontificate undone. The devil hates Latin. I've said that numerous times before, and I'm really just repeating what exorcists have said publicly on that. But apparently so do his henchmen in the episcopate and in the clergy. But for the traditional Catholic, the issue here isn't the language. The traditional Latin Mass is not just the Nova Sordo Misse, not just the Nova Sordo Mass said in Latin. It's very different things. If you need to see the difference, go watch the uh, that new documentary that has come out on the traditional Mass called Mass of the Ages. Making the Nova Sordo Misse said in Latin wouldn't change the problems that are inherent to the Nova Sordo. But that's sort of a moot point anyway, because in June it came out that publishers of the Nova Sordo liturgical books in Latin we're told by Rome to cease publishing them. And now we get the story of a priest in Costa Rica who has been suspended by his bishop for appealing the ban of the Tridentine liturgy and for his practice of saying both the new mass and the old in Latin. I have a first-hand report here on that story, and it was translated into English by Rorate Celi. It goes into a lot of detail about the story in Costa Rica and gives a great deal of insight into the thinking of the modernists in Rome and, frankly, what we can expect next from Francis the Great and Merciful. The piece is long, so I'll have a meaty quote from it, but I'll have it linked in my show notes at returntotradition.org so you can read the whole thing, because I'm not going to do that here. Now again, that's the name of this podcast or channel with a .org at the end. Skip past the Patreon pop-up unless you want to become a patron, which if you do, that's great and it's appreciated. But there is no paywall for my sources. Anyway, the first-hand account that Rorate Celi translated begins with a history lesson for the diocese and the traditional liturgy therein, and of the priest in question, Father Sixtus. In 2007, Benedict published his Motu Proprio, Samorum Pontificum, which, among other things, made the hermeneutic of continuity the official policy of the Church. 
in Costa Rica, the document was interpreted in the most draconian way possible, functionally not permitting the Latin Mass to be said in the country, which I don't know how you read some more in Pontificum and come to that conclusion, but that is how they interpreted it, until Father Sixtus and Laity worked with the bishops to get priestly fraternities like the FSSP and the Institute of the Good Shepherd to come into the country and train priests for the Mass. Quote, with the help of the priests of the Good Shepherd Institute, Father Sixtus learned the Usus Antiqua, celebrating his first Mass in the extraordinary form at the Rorate Chile Mass on December 13, 2019. It went from celebrating a few Masses a month to having three Masses a week, with an attendance of approximately 250 faithful. Baptisms, marriage, requiem Masses were celebrated, and traditional and sacramental customs were revived. From this group of faithful, several vocations to the priestly and religious life have emerged. At least two diocesan seminarians, two young men are making vocational processes with the Redemptorists, one with the Augustinian Re Recollects, one with the Institute of the Good Shepherd, three with the priestly fraternity of St. Peter, one novice in the Congregation of the Legionaries of Christ, and one novice in the Handmaids of the Holy Family in Colombia. End quote. This is the story everywhere. Where even the hesitant bishops permit the Usus Antiqua to thrive, so too do vocations to the priesthood. Not among the SSPX, whom the bishops foolishly fear, but among the FSSP and similar organizations. The various traditional priestly fraternities have thriving vocations and lack the resources to meet the demand for parish communities and would-be seminarians, and that's across the board from the SSPX to the FSSP and the Institute of Christ the King and the rest of them. The bishops in our time of otherwise declining vocations should take note of that. And here's the thing. I think that they do take note of that. And maybe that's why they want the traditional mass gone. So let's fast forward to 2021 in the issuing of Francis's great and merciful evil decree banning the mass of the saints, which showed that the hermeneutic of continuity was never real in the first place. That's when the tr trouble began for Father Sixtus. Quote, on July 16, 2021, the Holy Father published the Motu Proprio Traditionis Custodis. The document establishes that each bishop regulates the celebration of the Mass with a text prior to the liturgical reform of 1970. It also establishes that it must be verified that the group of the faithful is in full communion with the Church. As an aside, I have no idea what that means. Since the group and the priest meet the conditions, both Father Sixtus and the Samorum Pontificum Costa Rica Association contacted, contacted the bishop and requested the necessary permissions. However, the Episcopal Conference of Costa Rica issued a communique saying that there was no group in the country that adhered to the formal liturgical tradition, and therefore the traditional Mass could not be celebrated in the country. This communique was unusual, since it is not within the competence of the Conference of Bishops to legislate on this matter. It also insinuated a censure to the use of ornaments and traditional elements that have never been eliminated in the Roman Rite. It seems that behind this document was the Executive Secretary of the National Liturgy Commission, a professoriate in France from a liturgical school strongly opposed to the hermeneutic of continuity proposed by Benedict XVI." End quote. This act by Francis revealed what many of the bishops really think about the Latin Mass and about us, as well as the major thinkers in the church today. That we don't actually exist except as thorns in their side. That we're not actually in the church. It's a sad reality of the present state of the church, and this is why I talk about the ape of the church so much. And in many ways, it has already existed for some time, and you need to really consider the implications of that. That's what we're seeing in these kinds of statements. 
And there is something about not only the Tridentine rite that they hate, but also that about the Latin language itself. They hate these things for the same reasons that their spiritual father, Martin Luther, did, that it represents the continuity of the Catholic faith, the rock on which it was built, and the apostolic faith that abhors innovation and worldliness. For Father Sixtus, he tried to do what he thought was the right thing to do. He tried to obey. He tried to submit to the authority of his ordinary by saying the new Mass in Latin, too. The, what follows is a long quote, but it gets to the heart of the matter. Quote, Since the celebration of the Mass of the 1962 Missal could not be maintained, Father Sixtus, encouraged by the faithful and in order to ensure the accompaniment and reproachment to the Reformed liturgy in 1970, continued to celebrate the new Mass in Latin. The faithful donated to him the Editio Typica Tertia Emendata of the Missale Romanum of 2008, published by the Vatican Bookstore, that is, as an aside, the Novus Ordo liturgical books in Latin for the priest. A week later, even when the Samorum Pontificum Association had met with the bishop and he had assured them that he would find a way to give them the proper pastoral accompaniment, the Diocese of Alawala published a decree prohibiting the use of pre-1970 liturgical books throughout the diocese. The document also denied the existence of a group of faithful, who since the time of the reform had remained adherent to the 1962 Missal, although at no time has this been a condition for the validity of the group of the faithful. The document also prohibited the celebration of the Novus Ordo Missae in Latin and celebrating ad orientum, in what the decree considered to be quote-unquote hybrid forms. This provision is not only contrary to canon law, which allows every priest to celebrate Mass in Latin, but to various documents which also allow even ad orientum celebration. Father Sixtus, advised by some canonists, initiated a process of canonical appeal. For its part, the Association Samorum Pontificum Costa Rica requested the intervention of the Apostolic Nuncio, Monsignor Bruno Musaro, who recommended a new meeting with the bishop. One of the signatories of this decree was the judicial vicar of the Diocese of Alwala, who in social networks expressed derogatory comments towards the faithful attending the traditional Mass, saying that they had, quote, biased positions or amateurish affinities, end quote. Following Father Sixtus's appeal in a meeting with the bishop on behalf of the association, in which Monsignor Boyhes reaffirmed that he would maintain the ban on the traditional Mass, a modification to the diocesan decree dated August 4th was published. The new document insisted that the group of faithful had not existed since the time of the liturgical reform, and that therefore their desire to have the Tridentine Mass was a, quote, created necessity, continued to maintain the prohibition to use the Missal of St. John the Twenty-Third, and that the only Missal that could be used in the country was the one edited in Spanish by the Mexican Episcopal Conference. The document eliminated the part referring to the use of Latin in the 1970 liturgy. The document was accompanied by the response to Father Sixtus's appeal, which continued to insist on elements contrary to universal law, refusal that the Mass in its ordinary form be celebrated in Latin and ad orientum. Father made the second appeal. Less than a week later, the people of God were surprised to learn that the bishop had asked Father Sixtus to stop being pastor and to retire for a few months to his family home, without the possibility of celebrating Mass in public and hearing confessions only in his home. After several moments of dialogue with the bishop, Father, moved by a deep love for the church, renounced to continue the process of canonical appeal and accepted the bishop's decision. End very lengthy quote. And now, you may have noticed that his name appears as Father Sixtus and Father Sixto in the text that was on the screen for those watching on YouTube and not hearing this on Spotify or someplace like that. It appears in both forms throughout this article, so just for the sake of 
continuity and ease of you, uh, you the audience, hearing this. I just refer, just called him Father Sixtus throughout the entire piece. And so for that, I tell you to pray for him, for the priest, and pray for the men who seem to hate our patrimony so much that they will preach Lutheran justification theology at their weekly audiences and will give those who don't share our faith all manner of permissions to sacrilegiously receive communion in the church while hammering faithful Catholics who simply want the same faith as our forebears. And pray for the heads of the FSSP, the Institute of Christ the King, Institute of Good Shepherd, and other priestly fraternities. We're seeing more draconian bans coming down in America and Europe, and I'll have more on that and something that flew under the radar about Francis's embrace of Lutheran theology tomorrow, unless something comes up in the news, which probably will happen, but we'll see. One thing that I have been hearing is that some FSSP priests are now openly ruminating on the end of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, which reads as follows, and pay close attention, quote, Bear not the yoke with unbelievers, for what participation hath justice with injustice, or what fellowship hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath the faithful with the unbeliever, and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God saith. I dwell in them, and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, go out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty." End quote. Yes, I have it on very good authority that there are numerous of these priests ruminating on this right now. Fascinating. And that is accompanied by this, which was brought to my attention and confirmed by another FSSP mass-goer that I know. Quote, it is not often that I write original posts, but today I urge you all to unite yourselves in a storm of prayer. Our priest, FSSP, told us that the superior general of the fraternity asks all faithful to pray a novena, starting from today, the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, that would be this past Sunday, offering one decade of the rosary, the descent of the Holy Spirit, the, the prayer to St. Joseph for the church, and three times the invocation, St. Peter, pray for us. He, the priest, is not an alarmist, but normally well-informed, and he said that Traditionis Custodis was only the, quote, premonitory shaking, end quote, for the storm that is to come, and that it should not hit us unprepared. He admonished us strongly to stay faithful to the Holy Father, whatever will come, and to remain together in faith, hope, and charity. I must admit that I am disturbed by the urgency of how the always quiet and gentle priest spoke today. Please pray for the Holy Father, end quote. And that goes with, has with it a the text of a novena that while it's it's on it, it's on your screen the text is too it's too small for people to see and of course if you're hearing this on Spotify you can't see anything so over at returntotradition.org I will have the um, the text of that novena with the show notes today so you can actually go and say it. it started this past Sunday but it's never too late to jump in so please do it returntotradition.org Look for the post with the name of this video as its title. You'll see it there. Now, Francis has said that he was likely to cause a schism. He said this publicly to reporters. That may happen, even if that sounds unbelievable on the surface. Some of the more recent and otherwise obscure approved Catholic prophecy points to this happening, whether it's the diaries associated with Our Lady of Revelation or the diaries known colloquially as the discourses of Jesus to a priest from earlier in this century. All say the same thing. As schism is coming, 
And above all, this gives, this looms the unreleased third secret of Fatima and the prophecy of St. Francis of Assisi. This is all tied together. And I may need to put these into a We Were Warned video for next week. I don't usually do them this close together, but I may have to. Let me know if you'd like that, and I'll provide. Church news, of course, permitting. But if this comes, will you stay in union with heresy? That's the question here, ultimately. You know, the Archbishop Lefebvre said he was in schism. He, that that <laughs> modernist controlled Rome, and that's, you know, being in schism with modernism isn't a bad thing. This isn't as cut and dry as that FSSP priest makes it out to be with respect to him. The diabolic disorientation in the church is now a maelstrom of uncertainty and the unknown, and our choices are not so cut and dry. So let me know what you'll do if things get much more draconian in the coming weeks and months in the church. Until then, please pray for the church and, all, and for all involved, including the priest and for the priestly fraternities I've mentioned here. And like and subscribe if you haven't, it really does help. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.